This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Welcome to episode 51 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. The Terriers look like they could be heading towards defeat, and then that man, Alan Grant, did this. The long ball for Mounier is put out of play for a throw in. Town take it quickly. Oh, and Jonathan Hogg has found Carlin Grant on the left hand side. Chance for Town here. Grant cuts in field, right footed shot. Goal, Carlin Grant! An absolute beauty into the top corner. No room to manoeuvre. No back lift. Right footed shot. Wigan one. Huddersfield Town 1! Town maybe could have gone on to win the game, but was a point fair in the end? Today, due to illness, I'm sat in quarantine, but unlike Neil Hart, I'm not one to renege on a promise, and at a safe distance, joining me via the wonders of Skype, I have Richard, Cosy Kosmala, and making a return, Simon Copland. Coming up this week, we'll talk Wigan away, the snoozing fan, Carl and Grant and the Championship's top talents, whilst we also look forward to Nottingham Forest and the transfer windows. This is episode 51, Quarantined. Let's hit some highlights before Neil Hart comes after my job. Ball in, and the ball gets up there, Phil Starbuck. Beautiful goal by Phil Starbuck. Phil's in, Jepson's there, Billy in. A goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Kachunga left it, 
and it's Tommy Smith, the skipper, who's drilled in surely one of the most important goals of the Huddersfield Town season. Oh, where's he going to drop? He's got it in there! Three challenge shots. Forrest Sherry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! Alongside, here's Mounier, 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. Lindelof misses his header, the Quattro's in, Van de Gea, 2-0 Huddersfield Town, 2-0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Zanka to turn it into the back of yes. and Tommen scored, Tommen has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. Williams streaking across the halfway line, runs into Christopher Schindler in town, knock it forward, the Quattro's forward, the Quattro's got the better yes! of the and Laurent de Quattro scores! Laurent de Quattro scores! Christopher Kuna who releases the Akabi down the right, and suddenly town are building a chance, here's Bakuna arriving, Bakuna smashes it into the back of the net, return pass by the Akabi, Janine Bakuna's broken his stuff for the season, shortly after coming out of the shop, Bakuda into Grant who shoots beautifully into the bottom corner. Carla Grant, a shot of the turn, his sixth goal of the season, and Huddersfield Town lead Hull City by a goal to nil. Scott Lashinda has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Good evening. Evening, chaps. All right, Matthew. Well, I've just been for uh, my interview, so I'll, uh, I'll be able to tell you a bit more later, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have some good insight if you get the job. Uh, right, so f- before we get going, thank you to Magic Rock for sponsoring Andy Takes That Chance. You can t- check them out on Willow Lane in Berkby. Uh, some quality beers to be had down there. Also, they work with the Welcome Centre in Huddersfield, so if you would like to donate to the Welcome Centre, Magic Rock have two blue bins at the entrance to the tap room. Uh, where they'll take canned foods and warm clothing. So thanks to those that have already donated so far. Right, guys, we'll get fired into Wigan 1, Huddersfield Town 1. I'm going to go from a few points from Danny Cowley's uh, post-match interview, which is uh, which was always uh, raw and revealing as, as usual. Uh, Cosy, 2,000 Huddersfield Town, well, just under 2,000 Huddersfield Town fans there. Really great turnout. Uh, again, just before Christmas as well. Uh, always, uh, always there in numbers doing the bit this season. It's uh, it's good. It's it's good to see, isn't it? It is good to see. But talking about not seeing, did anyone see that video doing that? That town fan that went absolutely. He was just <laughs> he just laid across the seat to sleep. What funny? Did you see it? Yeah. I, I noticed that he had uh, he put that it was his work night out the night before, <laughs> and that as well. They were getting his excuses into that as well. But if I'm being honest, he spoke for us all there because. The game was absolutely dire. Uh, I mean, me, me and uh, obviously Sai went to the Charlton game. Everyone else saw it, but the Wigan game did it surpass it for, for ineptness? Not far off. Uh, but yeah, we took eighteen hundred. Uh, it was absolutely freezing. Not a lot happened. Danny Simpson had a shocker. It was the first time I think we've ever said that. Uh, doing his best to give Wigan a three points. Josh Windass. Running off like he just uh, scored the World Cup final winning goal, taking advantage of a various uh, cock up. But 
and obviously a poke moment of magic for Carl and Grant and pretty much that was it really uh, the pies were good there was some uh, impressive care in, in there the Wigan's renowned yeah, for pies you should was... expect that so uh, what Danny Cowley said about the first half was he wasn't pleased with the process he said we were mentally and physically weak uh, and maybe feeling sorry for ourselves you mentioned there Cosy as well the error from uh, Camille Grabara um Simon, me and you, members of the uh, goalkeepers' union, if you like, uh, I think the stick he's got <laughs> since is a little bit over the top, considering his age and performance relative to his age. Uh, I like him; I think he's a good goalkeeper. Um, do you think that some of the stick he's got's a bit over the top? I know it's he's made two errors this season, Millwall and and yesterday. Is it just par for the course for a young Championship goalkeeper? And are we, are, is he doing a decent job between the sticks? Uh, yes and no for me. I think you're right in saying that some of the criticism is, is coming for us a little bit uh, over the top, a little bit exaggerated. But at the same time, do I have the confidence in him that I had probably in Danny Ward previously and Lossell kind of in the two seasons we had in the Premier League? Probably not. Um, whilst, yes, you're right in saying he hasn't made too many mistakes, I can't really think of some out-and-out wonderful saves that he's made or some out-and-out wonderful games where he's kind of um, made a real contribution to getting us points. So I think it's fair to say the jury is very much still out on him. And I think one of the questions during the rounds is how much better is he than kind of what we've got on our books at the moment? Is he much better than Schofield? So Question is... mark. Why has he disappeared off the bench, by the way? That's kind of real, real mystery to me. And similarly, is he, is he particularly much better than Coleman? And I'm not too sure about either of those, really. I think if you're going to go into the loan market and bring a goalkeeper and you need to be 100% sure he's, he's better than what you've already got. And I think that's where perhaps some people's frustration lies. So that's the first tweet. I've got mentioned here, which is from Chris Bowman, says, should Schofield be given a chance and in what ways is Grabara better? And I've only seen Ryan Schofield in limited things. I don't know, Cosy, you, put, you tweeted, didn't you, that you hadn't seen a lot of Ryan Schofield as well. Uh, I've seen no, just... I've seen bits of him and I like what I've seen so far. You know, an England youth goalkeeper, a Huddersfield fan, Huddersfield lad, there's a lot to like with Ryan Schofield. Uh, I don't think he's quite ready for the championship. I'd like to see him bridge that gap from League 2 to... Uh, the championship with a loan at League One. I think the Nottingham Forest, uh, Nottingham Forest game coming up, I would stick with Grabara. Uh, Ryan Schofield did play one game, didn't he, in the league this year? He did okay. He made a, he made a brilliant save, didn't he, against Middlesbrough? Um, where I think people are being a bit harsh on Grabara is there's, there's quite a few saying that he doesn't command his box very well, which I would uh, disagree with to a point because I think he, uh, one thing that he does have over Ryan Schofield at this present moment in time is that he. He comes and takes out his fair share of crosses. You know, he, do, he does punch. Modern goalkeepers do punch a lot. Um, and I think that sort of command in the box is what gives him the edge over Ryan Schofield. Both decent, both decent shot stoppers for their uh, for their age as well. So um, I, I would I would perse- persevere with Grabar, and I think he'll get better as well. Uh, we've got a a decent uh, goalkeeper coach, a highly rated one in uh, in uh, Clem. So uh, I. Uh, I, I, I would stick with him. Sorry, I'm just turning down my notifications there because there's a few beeping through on the phone that I've got connected to Skype. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Guys. I, I, I completely... Sorry. Go, Cosy. We'll go, Cosy, first. Cosy, you got in there first. I agree with you guys. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I just felt a bit of an agenda. There's not many times this season I've really felt, ooh, you know, the goalkeeper position needs to be looked at. And, yeah, obviously a disaster on Saturday. But, you know, he's only he's 20. He's such a young guy. And... Uh, I just think some people try and make a fuss for the sake of it. Some people pushing me, you know, 
talking as though they'd seen Schofield every game and that as well. And I think Callum knows what he's doing. And I think it's a bit harsh, really, and that as well. Uh, just think that we need to recruit in January. And for me, goalkeeper uh, positions is well down the picking order. Yeah. I, uh, I completely take your point, Matt. I, I guess kind of when you say persevere, the question is, with, with what in mind so the assumption at the moment is that he'll go back to Liverpool next season and, and we'll either then look to bring in a permanent goalkeeper we'll promote Schofield or, or we'll do something different and I guess kind of inevitably as a, as a championship club bringing in Premier League players on loan you are asked to do a job in developing them and it is a little bit about the future and not necessarily about the here and now but to what to what end do we owe Grabara the opportunity for development versus looking after ourselves first and foremost um, I, I want Huddersfield Town to be higher in the league and I want Huddersfield Town to do better and great if we can do that and kind of combine that with Kabbalah's development but ultimately that's secondary for me so um, yeah I'm quite happy to do it but not, not at the expense of Huddersfield Town Well my point on that is that uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest Joel Coleman fan I'll, I'll be honest I, I, I wouldn't pick Coleman um, Ryan Schofield I do like but I don't think he's fully ready for the amount of games in the championship, but some will argue that you don't really know until you throw him in. But uh, Grabar is not going anywhere. I, I would stick with him. I think he's he's fine. Uh, he's you know we're not going to be chasing the top six. I think he's good enough for us to stave off the bottom three as well. I, I don't see it as I'm like Cosy. I don't see it as a problem position. It's something that needs well, looking at long term. But for now, I, I think he's okay. We've got to December. What is it? December the eighteenth. We've not. We've never discussed Camille Grabar at place until now and yeah, yeah Renda said it. it's not as if it's you know been coming and what have you I think the trouble is for me it's just the modern day keeper where back in the day all fit and people want it in the stands keepers like you know Manuel Neuer did it you know, he was started it I thought about six, seven years ago what have you and everyone was like wow this is not what a keeper should do and yeah he's just kind of moved on uh, you know you need Joe Hart got bombed out of Man City by Guardiola because he was no good with his feet and the goalkeeper's job now is, it's, to me, I always think get it out, you know, use your hands, but you're looking for a bit more than that. But no, yeah. I think move on, nothing to really see here. But obviously the critics are going to be ready for him and there'll be extra pressure on him on Saturday, I think, against Forrest. Yeah, the only the only thing that I've, I've, that I've kind of like been sceptical with Grabar about, I think shot-stopping-wise is, is decent as well, but uh, is uh, when he signed from Liverpool, I think one of the major selling points we were told was he was great playing out from the back. And I've not really seen that to that degree to think that he was, um, that that's a major selling point for him. But like you say, because I'm happy to move on. I, I don't mind Kabil Grabari's 20. I think potentially, I think he'll get better as the season goes on. He's a confident guy. Um, I'm happy to get behind him and uh, I'm sure most most fans are as well. So, uh, so the game... It was it's a tough one, cousin, and you know my feelings when uh, Grant plays central. I like to see him freed up to do what he does best. Uh, Mounier came on, and uh, a lot of people commenting uh, that Steve Mounier helped change the game around a bit. He didn't have the best of times against Charlton. Um, not not the best performance at all. Uh, uh, a bit of a, a spell of illness, but he came on and uh, he, he seemed to help 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 us get a footing in that final third a bit more, cosy. It's bizarre, isn't it? Mounier just seems to be impact off the bench. Uh, he does a good job, but if you start him, I mean, obviously minimal starts, he doesn't seem to have the same effect. And wow, you know, his header, I thought that was in all the way. It was a brilliant clearance off the line, to be fair, by, by the guy, like you know, the winning there. defender. I thought, yeah, I thought, that, you know, that was him. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, I still think we won't see him past January. I think he'll be going. But at the moment, 
I think he's a guy who can come on and do some damage last 20, 30 minutes, but would on start for him? No. But on Saturday, yeah, he did a, he did a good job. And, uh, you know, and that man, Grant, well, just no more words you can say about him, really. It's, I think what's worrying for me, I mean, he doesn't need a, a rocket science to know how well he's doing, but we're seeing loads of videos, social media, look quite a big out to getting hold of him now out there and look at this for a go. Will he stay past the sub past January? I think it, a lot of people outside of the sub now are talking it up. And uh, obviously, when you see what you saw on Saturday, no surprise, really. No, it's, it's one of those. Um quality goals and what's quite impressive and hasn't really been picked up on from uh, a lot of Huddersfield fans is Huddersfield Town get a lot of stick for throw-ins uh, it's come from a quick throw-in out wide, uh, Kachunga's involved out wide isn't he, Jonathan Hogg picks it up Hoggy doesn't get forward a lot he he plays it forward to uh, to Grant on the corner and there's a good decoy run from from Hadajinai as well to take the defender away and the, the impressive thing for Grant is he, he can't really stick it into his favourite far corner, uh, there's a defender very close and he finds a small spot uh, to just whip it, you know, without much backlift into the top corner. It's a, it's a cracking goal, Simon. Yeah, really good strike. Um, strike of someone who, uh, oh sorry, it's a strike that will no doubt caught the attention of Premier League scouts and Premier League managers. Um, uh, and, and I think the threat of losing him in January is very real. Dare I say it? I, as you guys said, hope we can hold on to him. Um, certainly to the end of the season but there's no doubt there'll be people knocking at our doors and um, just demonstrated again kind of how he's perhaps kind of the only the only real person with any creativity or any real spark in, in the team at the moment but um, the a great goal, said, great goal and it's around 60% of I, our goals have, have come via Grant and I think there's probably about another 20 yeah, odd via Bakuna so we're not spreading it out very well at the minute Oh, guys, yeah, we're playing Russian roulette with our uh, championship stage, in my opinion, if he goes. And obviously, with no money talks, what have you, but he's the only one who, who's, to me, is kind of delivering Bakuna a little bit and that as well. I, if he goes, we're in massive trouble. And I think the thing is with it, it's a really weird situation, Mum, because we've got, obviously we have got, we've had a really good run. Depending on how you look at the stats and all that, I think we've won one in seven, so it's not right good. You kind of think, well, yeah, Danny Carly will get out of it, to get us out of it. You've got that faith, aren't you, in him? But you look around, it's not it's not as far from guaranteed, really. I thought we can play the better football than us on Saturday, but just like a bit of, you know, cutting edge at. I, I, I'm not, not as convinced as other people that, you know, it's especially take him out of the equation. We we have to keep him at all costs. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, let's be honest, he, he doesn't do a lot else apart from what he does. He's not. But it's so valuable, so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When he just, you know, because let's be honest, and again, I'm not picking on him, maybe I am. Kachunga, he wouldn't have been that first time. He did took a touch, he did passed it square, and boom, it's in. Absolutely it, brilliant. He's just got that. He's got that special eye, that talent, hasn't he, for scoring goals? Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, t- when it comes to scoring goals, he's very talented. And like you say, you know, he might not do a lot elsewhere. He, he himself was quite critical of his first half performance, which, to be fair, I don't think he was the only one. I thought everyone played poorly first half. I, I, I genuinely only thought Jonathan Hogg um, came out with any credit, really, during the whole the sort of 75 minutes that I was lucky enough to see. Uh, apart from maybe Bakuna. Bakuna had flashes here and there where he, he did a brilliant run in the first half, didn't he, and played Grant in. And, but it's, it's just one of those games where not everything didn't quite go to plan, but we've, we've got four points from six, Cosy, against Charlton and Wigan, who were probably going to be down in the bottom... It looks like a bottom seven's going to be cut adrift at some point. And um, four points from six away from home, it's, it's a decent return, despite 
missing well, 11 players, I think it was, against Leeds one way or another and seven or eight again over the weekend. It's, it could be going worse is the point I'm trying to make there. Never mind the quality field of points. I think I tweeted to you on Saturday night because, got to be honest, the last two games, I was bored out of my head. Uh, the standard of the football, the quality of the football, maybe it always just been like that. And, and you know, but it was boring. It, it was absolute rubbish. But we got the four points. Imagine if we got no points. It'd be even more frustrated. The guy that was asleep in the seats on, on Saturday, like I said, he, he kind of spoke for us all. But it's all about getting us, staying up in this division and then going again in August and that. So, so I'm willing with this uh, this kind of attritional football yeah absolutely because yeah what 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 Cosy neglects to tell you is that kind of there's uh, we watched a game together at Charlton at the Valley last Tuesday and uh, I think it might be my company more than anything else that uh, kind of meant the day drags for him but uh, but no I kind of echo everything that's kind of been said there really just so slow at times just kind of the passing even the sideways passing I was always an unnecessary touch kind of everything felt kind of so um Kind of just hard work, attritional, kind of repetitive. Um, definitely made kind of for uh, had it had it not been for Matty Daly's last minute uh, last minute winner at the Valley, that kind of long slug I had kind of back across to West London would have kind of felt horrible. And um, it wasn't particularly enjoyable as it was. <laughs> I think what it is, Sai, it makes me laugh. It's like the Sky. You know, you've got your Sky remote control, and you sometimes you can press it, can't you? Like fast forward it on. It feels like some of our games. I just want to fast forward not to finish. But it's just more of the passing. I want it to be quicker. It's not not matter to get to ninety minutes or whatever to so it's done. But just that. And to be fair, we're we're seeing kind of you know Stankovic is is I'm really liking what he's bringing on the ball. But yeah. you know, especially when you stood sat behind the goal or stood behind the goal, his options are so kind of minimal. And uh, yeah, I think Wigan used the pitch better than us. I thought on Saturday they got in behind us a few times, but didn't really you know capitalise and. Uh, Never really looked like they were going to score, did they? Apart from until the Grabar incident. And then they had two chances, really, that I saw where they could have scored. And they were both sort of issues of our own making, really. The Grabar incident, then Danny Simpson slipped Josh Windass in at the start of the second half, didn't he? And Grabar made a good save, to be fair. Um, It's one of those, isn't it, Cosy, whereby if if you use football manager analogy or championship manager, as as you used to play back in the day, uh, if you're bored of a season, you put yourself on holiday to the end, and then you could make all your transfers and, and do what you want to do. And it's like it's almost like that. Um, but I think you know we've if <laughs> the funny thing is, if you take away the the error that we've made, um, we could have, as we say, shit housed another one nil there quite easily. So you know, I, I don't think the returns bad. I, I get. Uh, I've got more sympathy for you, Cosy, because you went to both games and you've probably spent the best part of two hundred quid there, aren't you? And, and to be fair, if you're spending that much money, you, you've, you need a you need something back and entertainment value for for the money you've spent. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only the whole game, Matt. What I think, kind of, to me, it was kind of entertaining. But the only thing I'm, you know, say is like that's the project we're in. We get it. We get. You know, we've got to step at all costs. I'm willing to sacrifice. You know, it's almost yeah. like the loop I'm still. Lou McCarry football. Remember, we've got the players and people here absolutely hate it. But, you know, again, we're working to a minimal budget and it's, it's a bit similar to that. So I'm sure in time we'll get the new players and he'll get his style in it and it'll be a lot more exciting. But I I mean, I'm just talking about the division in general, Matt. But, but we're talking guys who can't even pass the ball, trap a ball, flick a ball. I, the skill set amongst the things I've said, apart from Leeds, you know, some of that quality, as much as it pains me to say it. 
I've been on about this for I've been on about this for twelve months, and I on about a few weeks ago where I said I don't know if it's because we've been in the Premier League for a few years and we've come down. Whether we've all of a sudden gone, oh, hang on, this league isn't as good as I remember. Um, but to me, the the championship for a, for twelve months or so just seems to have dipped a fair bit, and maybe maybe we just need to realign expectations. But I'm hundred percent with you. Whereby currently we we're chipping away at points, and if we stay up, which I think we will do. The ends justify the means, don't they? And no one cares really about pretty football if you get relegated. But if you stay up, then everybody's happy at the end of the day. Um, one, yeah, one. We, I agree. I'm sorry, Matt, they'll come back in there, but I, I agree with you. But I'm just talking, you know, I know people are going to say, well, Leeds and West Brom stand. I'm not talking about points and this proves, you know, that they're no, neither, neither are we. Neither are we. I'm just, just talking the, about the quality of players. players. Who would you buy? If you, if, if, which players have you thought this year when you've watched? Obviously, we've talked about Grant, you know, mentioned quite a few of Leeds West Brom ties, but who else in other teams have you really thought, wow, he was good, he was special, he had a bit about him. If you think about that, look at Derby's 16th this year, Matt. Like, the Chelsea Loney's long gone, and obviously doing a good job for Lampard and that as well, but I just, I I don't see them kind of like, kind of lone guys that, maybe the other team, maybe in the other years that people get in FFP. I don't know what it is, but I think utterly it's shocked and, Although people, because I put it on my Twitter a couple of times, people said it would always like this because it. But I refuse to believe that I don't the standard think it was. was I don't think it was. And I, well, I'm not about the no, same thing, really, because when you look at Leeds and West Brom are miles ahead of everyone else and they come up against someone, you just don't think they ain't got the players to take these on and beat them. It's just, it's, it's the same thing, really. But it links nicely, does this, onto uh, Sky Sports have done an, an article about the top 10 championship players. So, yeah, one, more, one more point. No. Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, Matt. One point on Leeds United. This <laughs> might cut me off. Um, Peter Hudson, the town on here, but I, 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 I do completely agree that Leeds are probably stand up team in the championship this season, but you look at that squad on paper and you think, where did they get promoted? How many of them realistically can play in the Premier League for them next season? I could have gone for their team, Dallas at right back, Ireland at centre half, Cooper, Berardi, Douglas wasn't good enough for Wolves. Phillips, potentially midfield, Phillips, Hernandez, maybe at the twilight of his career, perhaps. But then kind of Bamford been there, done that, not good enough. You look at that team on paper, and for me, they're going to have to kind of bring in and sell so many players to create a team that's potentially good enough to keep them in the Premier League. And for me, that just demonstrates a golfing class between the two divisions, uh, as well as the points that you've just mentioned. Uh, for me, that leads him on, on papers a, a good championship team, but nothing more. And, and yeah, I'm at risk it sound like a big sort of sealed town. Uh, I, I said the that, same thing a couple of me, weeks ago. Have to have a lot of work to do is to go up. I said that's the same thing a couple of weeks ago. The the players on paper aren't aren't particularly that great. It's the same players really that they've been finishing twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, eighth with. Um, so yeah, I agree. But I think the the coach there lifts them up to another level, doesn't he? I think if you took yeah. like Lee Johnson or some somebody average and put and put them in charge, I don't think they're anywhere near as 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 good as what they are at the minute. But it, it is what it is. Guys, I just said two words to you: Sheffield United. Who fifth in the Premier League? You, I was thinking they would get ten points all year, fifteen points. Journeyman, really sharp. You know, people <laughs> flex. Honestly, mate, there's a lot to be said for good coaching, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a problem to solve. But I'm just, I'm just appalled. Just that again, the, the skills there. So, I mean, how many times this year we've seen people passing it out, out of play and stuff? It's like it was a good a winger. It, it shocked me really. Then. I just hope that it's going to get better. I mean, not enough for us to play some good football, but hopefully, hopefully it'll be a better game on, on Saturday. But maybe because the last two, 
they were build as relegation, big games, and maybe that people went into the shells. Obviously, we've got a lot of men out, but totally agree with you, decided we need to be a lot quicker and a lot, you know, a lot more effective with this passing, and hopefully that'll start soon. So this links on nicely, anyway, to uh, an article Sky Sports did, which was uh, the top 10 championship players, uh, 22 and under. Um Keith Andrews and Joby McEnough gave their um, insight, if you like, onto it. And, 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 you know, as is football, they gave their uh, their nod to someone who's in the top two at the moment. Keith Andrews, I think, said uh, Nathan Ferguson is his standout player uh, for the championship from his age. And Nathan Ferguson's a very, very good player. And Joby McEnough gave it to uh, Ben White, who's on loan at Leeds. And Ben White's a, a good player as well. And so we talk about quality, because in these are the 10 that they've listed at the moment. Uh, Jude Bellingham from Birmingham. Uh, Jaden Bogle from Derby. Jared Bowen from Hull is a player I've liked for a long time, but he looked useless against us when we beat them 3-0. Uh, Grady, yeah. Grady Diangana is one of those players because he's you know, a, a lone player from West Ham who's gone to West Brom, and he's, he's, he's superb, I think. I could see him playing Premier League football uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Eberechi Eze from QPR, a uh, really good player as well. Uh, Connor Gallagher on loan at Charlton from Chelsea. Carlin Grant... And Noah Masengo and Ben White. So Masengo's from Bristol City as the 18-year-old, the uh, the Brighton from Monaco, I think. So there's some, so there are actually some good players there. Um, Carl and Grant's in, in good company. Who? I'll throw this to you two guys. Who would you, who would you give your uh, your nod to as the the best championship player under the age of 22 from that list? I'll let you go first, Cosy. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to comment, to be honest with you, because I've not seen enough of these players to kind of really say, to be honest, that as well. I'm just trying to kind of think, James, you know, people that have impressed. I didn't see the Bristol game, so, you know, I can't really kind of say, but yeah, for for me, I've not seen many players who I'd be wanting to, you know, kind of sign and bring to the the Premier League, so I suppose I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, I think from from my point of view, um, I've seen some in in detail, uh, not all. I think Jared Bowen's an interesting one. Um, I think he got a couple of goals the other day, didn't he? I can't remember who was against, but was anonymous against us. Heard lots and lots of good things about Ben White, but against Huddersfield, I actually thought it was a bit average, in truth, and, and didn't really stand out for me. Um, I mean, it, it kind of, Carl and Grant's got to be up there, aren't they, surely? Kind of, the amount of goals he scored in a kind of below average um, championship team and a championship team has really struggled um, and then some of the goals he scored as well kind of weekend at the weekend being a great example of that um, I think he is an obvious contender but um, but yeah kind of uh, I, I'm not sure I'd look beyond him really I, I think I give my vote to uh, Eze at QPR I really like uh, Eberechi Eze at QPR they're, they're all good players to a certain degree uh, that, that are on this list um You've got to back your own in Carl and Grant. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. To be up there as well, but I think Eze from QPI is a very, very uh, good number 10. There are shades of shades of Paul Gascoigne for me in the way that he runs with the ball a lot. Do you know, that is, in terms of style, I'm not saying he's as good as him, but in terms of style, he, he slaloms through uh, central positions like him and uh, has a bit of a, also like a, a Zaha kind of look as well in, in terms of the skill set he has. So a good player for me. Uh, Nathan Ferguson's very good. So there's some good ones there. Uh, but Carl and Grant deservedly in that uh, group of 10. So it's good to see in, in a lot of ways, but also not good to see when you're trying to keep him under wraps with the, the January window around the corner. And that January window is is something Huddersfield fans always like to to chat about. So we'll, we'll do it briefly because we've been linked with a lot of players uh, already. Um, and Daniel Peckett says, what are your thoughts on the recent transfer rumours of Ben Whiteman from Doncaster and Morgan Fox from Sheffield Wednesday, what we need? So we've been linked with Ben Whiteman, Fox, uh, Rian Brewster. Uh, I think what's important to remember is that if we're usually thrown in with another three or four clubs, uh, you know, so-and-so. So Sammy Smodic from uh, Bristol City is probably a good example, uh, whereby it says Huddersfield and three other, four other clubs are interested in potentially taking him in, in January. Uh, that usually smacks of an agent trying to use clubs to raise interest. So I would always kind of err uh, caution to a lot of people who, you know, when you see it's been linked with play, you know players in the Daily Express or whatnot. But any names that you've seen grab your attention, guys, that, that you think and think, wow, that, that could be a cracking uh, signing for us in January. Obviously, players out is going to be more important than players in in some ways, but that's not as exciting about talking as players in. I'm going to throw that to you, Simon, since you did the dirty on Cozzy last time. Um, I mean, Rian Brewster is the one that kind of, um, yeah, really kind of think, wow, that could be, be something potentially. Um, from what I understand, Liverpool think very highly of him. Um, he's been around the fringes of that team, certainly all this season. I think he had a bad injury last year that kind of meant he was sidelined for 12 months. But everyone speaks really kind of quite um, encouragingly about him. So, yeah, for him to potentially come to Huddersfield would, would be would be good. Um, oh, I'm just not quite sure necessarily how he gets in that team if we keep hold of Grant if Fraser Campbell's fit because actually our problems are probably more in other positions than, than yeah. what they are up front with, with them two in the squad that's, um, that's my point because well. Rian Brewster I've, I've seen him play mostly for the England youth teams and he, him and Jaden Sancho Jaden Sancho a player because you'll know all about watching Dortmund uh, last night as well and uh, Rian Brewster was the probably the second best player to Jaden and Sancho in that England youth team and it was a very good England youth team Uh the only, the only sort of, cons- well, not concern as such, because I'd be delighted to have him, would be, is he a bit similar to Carl and Grant? And do you need someone who can lead the line, drop off and bring them into play rather than them, them sort of linking together? And I think that would be the only thing. But it would be a good signing uh, either way. And hopefully it doesn't mean that Grant's away, which I don't think it does. But yeah, go on. Uh, I think for, sorry, just to continue, I think for me, left back is more of a pressing issue. We're kind of still struggling to, to fill that 
space at all. I do think Flo's not done a bad job in the last couple of games. Um, the, the, the overlapping run you mentioned that created space so goal was really good. There's a block against Charlton. You'll remember Cosy that I thought was kind of a good example of him putting his body on the line that perhaps he wouldn't have done previously. So yeah. he, he's not been a disaster in that position, but I think to not recruit a left back in January then puts a lot of pressure on Jaden Brown to one performance to stay fit for the remainder of the season. So I think for me that's a priority position. Um, I know we've obviously linked to that guy, but it doesn't, um, doesn't yeah. excite me too much. But maybe it's just Fox, find someone to the um, end of the season. Morgan Fox was the the name linked, and apparently he's he's out of contract at the end of the season, and he's been quite average for Sheffield Wednesday until this season, where apparently he's found an, a new level, which a lot of players do when the contracts are coming to uh, an expiration. Uh, Harry Toffolo keeps getting mentioned as well, the the Lincoln City left back. I don't know whether that's just a two plus two job because of uh, the Cowley brothers and the Lincoln connection. Uh, but yeah, so left back definitely is is one Simon and centre back as well because he might be uh, a position of interest because obviously we've got Elphick out for nine months, Terence Congolo, you know we know what's going on there, and uh, that just leaves two fit centre backs. So if there's an injury, uh, who would you play there at the back, Cosy? That's that's going to be one of the main things. Romani Emmons Green did quite well though at Charlton. Do, do you think he's ready for a bit more? Maybe he was great at Charlton, but uh, you know. It's a big effort to, to kind of come into a team that's struggling in a, a relegation battle as well. Uh, Shalabar, you know, Shalabar wouldn't be too confident of him being. I think there'll be a centre back signed up uh, to come in definitely in that as well. And uh, it makes sense. Yeah, we definitely need. Yeah, wouldn't we? Agree? The one, the one link we've had is, um, is it with the guy Tommy Smith from um, over in America previously yeah, in Ipswich? I don't, I don't the one think I've seen. Yeah, I don't think that. But yeah, so uh, moving on, we'll, we'll move on from uh, the transfer window. Is obviously very exciting. I think it will ramp up uh, over the next couple of weeks and Christmas as well. Uh, Phil Hodgkinson and the Cowleys, I believe, have said uh, they're looking at loans from uh, a higher division. So when you know Rian Brewster's mentioned that, that's usually a a one plus one job, um, you know, Premier League loan. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll we'll have a look at the Forest game because we've got an interesting game coming up against Nottingham Forest. It's good to see us playing uh, them again. Uh, it's it's a, a game that's thrown up some good memories before of the past and, and Town keep releasing these uh, YouTube videos of the top four or five wins against our opponents. And, they brought, and I watched the one today. It brought back some good memories. Uh, 2005 was uh, a particularly good one where we beat them 2-1 at home. Uh, under Jacko and uh, one of my favourites, Cosy. I don't know if you remember this one, but do you remember Town on Sky, uh, the Steve Bruce, everything was quite new. We'd signed a load of players and no one was quite sure how good that team was. And then we went to Nottingham Forest and Clyde Vineyard whipped one into the top yeah, corner. What an absolute yeah. pearler that was. It was, God. I'm going to show my age now, but I remember one earlier in that. Brian Clough, God, Simon will be like, I don't remember this, but Nigel. it was a league cup game back <laughs> In 89, uh, they had Nigel Clough, Brian Clough, not in place, but like a top team, Stuart Pearce, Brian Laws, that kind of milk and that as well. And uh, Cosy, kind of two, like, yeah. Without cheating, can you remember the guy that played on the wing that day for Nottingham Forest who would then go on to play for us under Neil Warnock? Yeah, was it uh, Gary Crosby? That's the one, yeah, Gary Crosby. I think he scored at Leeds Road, did Gary Crosby? Yeah. But yeah, Classic. I always like going to take down. But, but yeah, obviously the return of uh, Joe Lolly, who uh, I never got the hype, to be honest, guys. Controversial comment, might get a bit of touch media. Never got the hype. I'm too bothered to see him go. 
not really close for him coming back. I don't think anyone was that, was anyone that bothered until he started doing well at, Sheff- at Nottingham Forest. Yeah, that, that that's the question, really. Uh, I always liked him because he was such a a decent a decent lad, really, and you know he had quite a good grounding. You know, going to university and uh, went whenever at Canal Side, he was always one of the players that would kind of smile and say hello and be quite quite normal. Um, so I'm quite pleased that he's he's doing well at Nottingham Forest, but. If he'd have stayed at Huddersfield, I don't think there's any guarantees he'd have been doing the same thing. But we, we've had a, a couple Why do we always play teams who, off the back of the hiding? Why do we always see yeah. a bump at teams who've had a smashing? We that always. With Bristol, they lost, the Bristol lost. Part of us. Forrest got an absolute towel in last week against Sheffield Wednesday. And that, that but I'll somehow I want to talk about as well because a lot of people have been showing this video again and people leaving it out time and should do this and you should do that. You know what? You pay your money. I'm going up on a tangent here, but you pay your money to go watch football. You can do whatever you want. You can go at half time. You know, if people want to go half time and spend second half somewhere else. So what? You know, I hate people who like should do this and should do that. Should have a self stick. Shouldn't take a picture. You shouldn't take a video. You shouldn't leave it after. You can do what you want. You pay that much money to watch a game of football. Well, and, and a lot of load of rubbish in that as well. Like, you, honestly, it just made me laugh. But and I, again, that honestly, Jordan Rhodes out of nowhere just become news again but yeah. I just expect Forest will be back on Saturday it's a bit of a worry that they got a towel to be honest with you I think they'll come fighting going off on a tangent as well nice hat trick that from Rhodes left foot right foot header you know the perfect hat trick and an overhead kick to, to finish that off it was pretty special really uh, so ignoring Jordan Rhodes so we've got Forest coming up with a couple of tweets that have come in uh, John Barry Goward uh, has asked uh, Simon uh, who would your midfield be if Hogg, Chalaba, Bakuna, O'Brien and Pritchard were all available? Who's your three there? Uh, maybe an unpopular opinion, but I'd probably play a 4 2 3 one formation if everyone was fit. Uh, I'd have Hogg and O'Brien kind of a, a six and eight, Hogg being the six, O'Brien being the one to kind of push forward a little bit more and a bit of creativity. And then ahead of them, kind of Pritchard playing in the number 10 position, particularly at home, I must say, as well. I think kind of we need to take the game to Forest and look at the back of their results. So that's that's the, the three I would go with. Um, I think Bakuna is perhaps a bit unfortunate to miss out, but um, it's probably been a little while now since he had that real good run of games, admittedly as well, where he came off the bench. So I think kind of having him off the bench looks to introduce him about 60 minutes and, and Shalab has a bit of a nothing player for me. I'm quite happy if he kind of spends 90 minutes kind of in his, in his tracksuit, in truth. Bakuna, though, that goes forward in Armoured Fields. Would you, would you leave him out? Uh, I think that's what I'm saying. I think, kind of, I think O'Brien hasn't played in the midfield for a little while. And, and actually, you know, he, he will add some energy in there and drive forward um, if you put him in there alongside Hogg. And obviously, Pritchard's very much accustomed to that number 10 position. So I think in, in O'Brien and Pritchard, there you've got two um, forward-thinking players, two attacking, obviously more attacking-minded players than perhaps what you've seen previously. And I think it's a balance between... Uh, take your point, Cosy, but, but leaving Shalabar out kind of then kind of you put Shalabar in sorry and that gives you even more kind of defensive minded plays in there so I think I think that's what I would do personally from what, from what you've described you, you do something quite different so over to you mate what's what's your three? You're probably on the spot but Bakuna would definitely be in mine and we need someone to kind of get forward uh, Jonathan Ogden and O'Brien so that's kind of my three but we're desperate for a playmaker out with that for me that is someone we've been needing in that window, huge. Uh, but what would you think? To be honest, are we really going to get a centre back, a left back, a playmaker, and, and maybe a striker? It's a big ass, really, especially when we've got 28 players. You know, we're on about a big squad, and, and getting, you know, we need to 
get people out. It's, it brings its own risk, doesn't it? Having, stuff, having, a, having a big turnover in January also brings its own risk as well if you get it wrong as well. So, um, the one thing I would say on that though is there is a bit of room for us to bring in some loan players where arguably there's a little bit of less risk. So if you think back to kind of under under Bagner, we probably had five loans kind of already tied up this time into that kind of second season. Um, where we wanted to strengthen, we'd probably have to go down the, the permanent route. We've actually got much more flexibility this time. So you, you could do a bit more in, in that loan market if you wanted to, but I think we're going to have to kind of get rid of some bodies before we kind of credibly bring some people in, um, if only just to balance the books. It's just a bit of a weird time for me though, guys, because it does feel where, to me, I, in my head, I'm thinking there's no way we're going down, but I don't know if you saw, but Barnes had a right win on Saturday. We're only six off the bottom. I don't want to be the doom merchant here, but Wigan, I thought, played the better football, still, still struggling to get out of it. Lewis would be on a free throw, but uh, I, there's a real scrap to be had here. Like you said, Matt, I think it is going to come down to you know, six to eight teams and stuff. And with, it's really weird. My head tells me, oh, we're sorted, we'll be fine, we'll be comfy mid-table. But if, if Grant goes and... I, I, I still think there's a lot of football to be played. Just worry me. It's, I'm not being complacent, but I just I just feel... Does when it, I see kind of Wigan playing a better football than, than us on, on Saturday, not by much, and, and they're below us, I'm just thinking we've still got a lot of work to do to get out of it. Doesn't hurt to keep your... Uh... Do, do you agree? I, I just think... Yeah, we, we think we're going to be safe, but we're in a battle. Make no mistake, it's halfway through the season after Saturday and there's only one, you know, it's uh, it's going to be like this till the end of the season. We need to watch out, I think, in that. I, I, I completely agree, Cosy. I think uh, the first time I was on the podcast, actually, I shared a stat at the time that there was no club in Huddersfield Town's position that had stayed up in the Championship. Um, given where it was now, now since then we've obviously gone on that great run seven unbeaten we're looking very much more assured under the cowards and um, yeah kind of a few games ago would you say we're kind of in a relegation battle probably not but yeah. it, we, I, I think we are I still think we are and I think kind of actually I think Danny and Nicky think we're, we are as well which which is good to know um, I, we've got worse we can get to 50 points better we've got the worst home record in the, in the Skybet Championship the worst that needs to improve we need to start winning at home and uh, was it? Is it Hull? The last time we won at home. Um, yeah, 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 I think so. That's yeah. A long time ago. That we need. You know, this this Forest game. It feels. I, I saw someone put. I don't know if it was in paper. A tweet saying, "If we lost to Forest, it won't be too bad because we've got some bigger games over." Honestly, we should be aiming to win every game that we play. We shouldn't be targeting certain games. And you're going to pile the pressure on Borough. Stoke. We've got some absolutely huge games to come up for Chris Blackburn at home are really, really good. I, I think between now and, and after we played Stoke and New Year's Day, that we're, we're either going to be kind of heads up of water or we're going to be really deep in it. It's a massive period for town and it's just a shame the window's not opening tomorrow and, and it's not going to open until after we've played these games. So it's, uh, let's just hope we get some guys back because, yeah, we do, we do need uh, O'Brien back for Saturday for sure. There's certainly no harm in, in constantly looking in your rear view mirror every 10 seconds as per, uh, or 30 seconds or whatever it is that you used to have on your driving test anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, I would, uh, I, I I want to see uh, Hogg and Chalaba, uh, sorry, Hogg and Bakuna uh, as our uh, six and eight going forward. I want to, I want to see if Bakuna can take that number eight by the, uh, by the reins, if you like. Uh, I've, I've seen uh, little flashes of him dictating play here and there, find some good angles, so young player let's let's try and develop him that's my point so the the question then is if you play O'Brien or Pritchard and 
I think then that, that comes down to if Fraser Campbell's up front or not. If Fraser Campbell's not up front, then you need a proper number 10. But if he is, then you can probably put O'Brien in. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. So, smile up. Smile a while, so we're getting covered in beer on Saturday in that concourse. <laughs> it was funny to see him. I know. I, I, I think they thought they were having a few photos, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> beer started flying. But it's always weird, isn't it, to see players in with fans? It's happened so many times, don't it? That like over the years, I remember Max Stewart sat with fans. I think they Burnley or somewhere and that as well. But it's all, it just makes me smile because like footballers were like everyone's like pointing them like they're unbelievable. But it's just like they're just normal people, really. Other than that as well, but. It certainly, uh, it would be rather on the pitch than in the stands. Is Campbell fit that there? What, what's the, uh, what are you hearing? Uh, no, I don't think yet. So, um, I think we'll probably have to wait till tomorrow's press conference. So, we're recording on a Wednesday, aren't we? So, uh, tomorrow's press conference will probably reveal a few uh, bits and bats or not, because uh, Danny Cowley can be quite uh, deceptive, can't be in, uh, can't he, in some of the. Uh, Things that he said. So, uh, one that's coming from Smiler Wiles fanzine says, uh, with Joe Lolly returning this weekend, which town player has since left uh, in the last five years that you would snatch back considering form budget in our current squad? Uh, Neil replied to this straight away and said Chris Lerver, which is probably one of the best shouts that you, you'll you get on that one. But mm-hmm. anyone that you would have back um, in the last five years, uh, Izzy Brown was one for me until he got injured, um, Casey Palmer. Uh, but there's probably... Yeah, the one who... Sorry, I'm going to say, the one who I have is actually gone our books, believe it or not. Aaron Moy, I think. Um, yeah, that's cheating. It's cheating. Is that <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, give me that. I'd love to see him in a town shake. And I, I kind of briefly caught bits of the uh, the Brighton game, which wasn't a classic. Um, but I've seen him a couple of times in a Brighton shirt now and um, kind of pulling strings in their midfield, looking a very good player. And um, pleased for him, delighted for him, particularly after the comments, obviously, that um, still came out and said about him. But uh, I still like to see him in a Huddersfield town shirt, definitely. Anyone for you, Cosy, or do you think that you should just look forward rather than look back? Yeah, forward rather than back. I always have a soft spot for Danny Ward <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Uh, but again, I don't think there's probably much in it, but him and Grabber probably it's better, better keeper. But yeah, no, to, to look fair, forward really in that as well. If you remember before the playoffs, Danny Ward had his fair share of pelters as well, didn't he? For um, you know, he, the goal conceded at Brighton that time, he, he got beat on his near post quite a few times, and I think he got a few pelters. So. It just shows Smithies, uh, you know, you, you, we'll talk about the top 10 team of the decade uh, uh, next podcast, won't we, Cosy? But you, 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 a lot of people are saying Alex Smithies, but he, he's getting, he used to get absolute pelters, you know, when he played for us. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, buy a programme on Saturday. I'm in it. The top five town people that have come through the uh, the system and there's one usually controversial uh, one, but no spoilers. Programme oh. available. At the ground on Saturday, get it bought. This could be this could be the last <laughs> time that you're you're in the program. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. one of the this, this, this yeah, this question came through and I, from Alex uh, Vasilenko, and I thought this was quite interesting. I'm not going to read it all out, but um, he says if you could have any match summariser alongside Oggy, who would you be? So let's let's sort of go with a fantasy summariser. Say Matt Glennon's on holiday for whatever reason, uh, and you could pick someone. Uh, who would you have? Uh, Cosy, we'll go with you first uh, to do this summary alongside Oggy. I've I've got a couple who I'd like to see. Well, does it have to be a town person or anyone or you want? It could, it could be a mum if you really want. Yeah. Phil, <laughs> no. Phil Seeney did that show with us, didn't he? In uh, pre-season, I loved me what he had to say. Good opinions. In touch with the modern game, knows how it works. Obviously, recent player for us and that as well. I'd have it made, and I'd also have. I'd have him back. I don't, it'd almost be like an equivalent of no wheeling, really. Totally biased. 
Get in there and that. Peter Jackson, get him on. Uh, Jacko's in my <laughs> list of three, yeah. Uh, so I've got Jacko in my list of three. Uh, Simon, anyone that you think that you would uh, like to see or hear even? Um, bit of a get-out answer in truth, but um, I always think Danny Cowley's kind of post-match interviews are actually really insightful, certainly more so insightful than some of the kind of managers we've had previously. Tells you why he, does, why he did stuff and why he kind of made changes, etc. Um, and I think he would be very good in that. Live from, live from the bench. The, <laughs> live from the bench. <laughs> I would quite him in the dugout. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, it's a good question, is that one? Declan Boovey be any good? Maybe. I never heard him. So Tell how he sees it. Yeah, Who knows? Uh, I thought Tommy Miller was very good when he did it a couple of times for Radio Leeds, uh, as was uh, Ian Dunn as well. Uh, Mike Lillis was all right. Um, Marcus Stewart might be interesting, but this, uh, apart from Jacko, there's two people I would find quite amusing. Uh, one of them would be Danny Cadamatri. I think Danny Cadamatri would be quite funny. Uh, and well, Wednesday now, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember. I think he was at Burnley last time I checked. He left Chef Wednesday, went to Burnley. Well, Burnley yeah, 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 and he uh, does, yeah. uh, does bits with England as well. Uh, very, very good coaches, Danny. Um, so you know he's, he's he's daft as well. So I think he adds two elements there which would be good for me but one I would love to hear uh, listen to would be uh, the mad German Michael Hafeler I think he would be uh, fantastic if they could get him on there it'd be a right laugh I think it'd be slaring wouldn't it it'd be, it'd be cut yeah. off it'd be cut off about <laughs> exactly it wouldn't be an F would yeah, it? it'd be brilliant Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Buchan would have no idea what to do so it, you know Johnny if you do you listen every now and then don't you, you drop in so if you can uh, Michael Hafeler would be amazing if you could get him on so uh, maybe not this, uh, this Saturday though uh, right guys so that's uh that's pretty much it for for what we've got this uh, this week. Uh, before we go, you guys have got anything, any other business that you would like to round up on? Yeah. Next week we've got a special, so watch out on our social media. It's going to be a review. Obviously, we'll touch a teeny bit on Forest, but it's going to be like a look back, not just like the last year, like normally we do, but we're going to look back at a decade. So I'm going to probably come up with some ideas. I'll need everyone's kind of opinion. I don't know. In my head, the best signings, the worst signings, your best moments, the worst moments. We're going to have a really fun uh, podcast next week. And uh, yeah, let's look back a decade because let's be honest, as a town fan, what a decade it's been. We, if you think where we started, being attempts to get out of the, you know, League One, Dean Oil, the journey, you know, Old Trafford, we got up there eventually, Dean's gone, Yancey, etc. So there's a lot to think about. So, But I want to make it as fun as possible, so stand by on, the, uh, the social, on our social. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Hefley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I want as many bits of input as possible as we uh, say goodbye to the decade next week. How about you, Simon? Anything on a, uh, a farewell note? Uh, I just one for me. Um, good luck to the under-18s tonight. I think they play Chelsea um, in their cup game. So I'm um, up in the Easy job. <laughs> Yeah, the last two times we played Chelsea in the Cup, I think we've lost 6-0 on both occasions. Um, they usually have some uh, some very, very good players down there. I think Tammy Abraham ripped, uh, ripped us to shreds one year a few years back. I think he got a couple. Um, but yeah, good luck to them. Um, Chelsea uh, youth teams tend to be very, very special. Um, so yeah, hopefully they'll uh, they'll do uh, do well and uh, bring it back. So uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, who's got in touch uh, with us. Uh, we love the uh, the interaction. Uh Keep subscribing to us, uh, share it amongst your friends, uh, retweet it. It all really helps uh, spread the word and uh, and uh, give us some love because we're, uh, we're shallow individuals at the end of the day, aren't we? So, uh, with it being Christmas, do you want a, a little bit of Michael Baldley, uh, Cosy, or uh, are, you, are you okay at the minute? I'm okay at the minute, but uh, <laughs> recording on Monday, aren't we, next week, is it, for us? Uh... Uh, yeah, Monday, yeah. Monday and that as well, so I'll come up with uh, some kind of anthem for that, but... No, it's uh, bring your scarf and all Saturday. We want to make it a bit uh, spectacular. So, yeah, looking forward to Saturday. Up the town, down the forest. We ain't not in a forest. We ain't, yeah, you know the words. <laughs> There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield